Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The nominees for Best Motion Picture of the Year are American Fiction. Anatomy of a Fall. Barbie. The Holdovers. Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro. Oppenheimer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia. The time of recording is 9.07 p.m. on January 23rd, 2024. You know what that means. That means that we are discussing today the nominations for the 96 Academy Awards, which are going to be held on March 10th, 2024. All of us were up bright and early this morning as we listened to Zazie Beats and Jack Quaid announce the nominations for the Oscars. After weeks, months of predictions, debates, asking questions, going back and forth, we finally know who has been nominated this year. This is not a typical MVP episode. We are going to be diving specifically just into the nominations and talking about those here today for all of you. And for those of you that are subscribed to our Patreon, you will be getting this episode in full. Here to help me dive into these nominations category by category, I have joining me here, Nadia Dalabate. Hi, everyone. Sarah Clements. Hello, hello. Cody Derricks. Hello from Sundance. Daniel Howitt. Hello, hello. And Dan Bear. Hi, Barbie. Oh, actually not. Okay. He really is just Ken, isn't he? Okay, <laughs> all right. Cody, when do you leave from Sundance? When do you come back home? Thursday afternoon. So I got I one more day. God, all right. Good for you. Did you spend like all day pretty much inside for the nominations? Uh, no, because I, I had a screening at 9 a.m., so I did our little reaction thing, got dressed and watched a movie and just thought about the nomination the whole time. That's dedication right there. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for sending me. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, so a couple of surprises, a couple of misses, some inclusions that I think some of us are pleased with. Overall... Without getting into specifics, because that's what we're going to go into on this episode here. How did you feel in general about today's nominations? I'll pass it over first to Nadia. Nadia, what was the overwhelming feeling that you were left with when all was said and done? Well, for me, I thought a lot of the nominees were to be expected. That's pretty much my biggest takeaway. It's a very competitive year and the biggest contenders for the most part, we're pretty consistent in categories across the board. Um, I also think this year's nominations have brought a lot of neat records made. Like, we'll get into the specifics later on, but Thelma Shoemaker, for example, becoming the most nominated film editor in Oscar history. The more reactions that started coming out, the more I started realizing, wow, there's a lot of neat statistics being made here, records being set, Um Uh, there's a few movies that I found that I had slightly underestimated that showed a lot of strength 
like Anatomy of a Fall and American Fiction. Do not underestimate the People's Choice Awards at TIFF, FYI. Um, I was also thinking about surprises. It doesn't really seem on the surface that there are a lot of big ones, but the more you kind of dive into each category, there are a fair share of surprises here. I'm thinking specifically of documentary, international feature, sound. But overall, for the most part, it felt pretty safe. A lot of, again, big contenders getting in where they were, where we kind of widely predicted them to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I would definitely agree with a lot of what you said here. I think it also, too, on this show, when we talk about all the possibilities, and as you guys know, sometimes I ask questions that sometimes people are like, Matt, do we really need to be asking? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> because I like preparing people for every possible case scenario. And you know what? As a result of that, I don't feel like anything in these nominations totally surprised me, totally blindsided me. Um, and I would I would like to think that we did a good job of preparing our listeners for certain outcomes that were also uh, laid out today, especially when I see uh, some of the reactions today, people acting so surprised over things that we've just been saying for weeks, months in some cases. Uh, but let's hear next now from Daniel Howitt. Daniel, what was uh, your general feeling about the nominations? Yeah, honestly, pretty pretty similar to what Adia said. There's, it's just not a a super surprising morning. Of course, there were there were some nominees that certainly things that I didn't predict to happen officially predict, but not a lot that like came out of left field. Uh, in fact, I struggled to think of anything that actually came out of left field, um, other than you know, documentary is always a little crazy. Shorts are tough, but um, yeah. So there were some some pleasant surprises. Um, I, I am happy that America for got nominated. Some people are, uh, are, uh, griping about something like that, but I'm, I'm happy that she's in there. Um, yeah, it's, it was just overall a, a pretty mellow day. I'm, 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 I feel like I still haven't fully processed today's nominations because it feels like things should be crazier. It feels like something more absurd or out of left field or insane should have happened. Um, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah, there you go. That's what we thought was going to happen for the most part. So great. Officially confirmed. Oh my God. Might we actually be good at predicting the Oscars maybe? <laughs> well, I think, I think there's yes. And I think, yes, we are good at predicting the Oscars, but also I do think this is a pretty unsurprising crop of nominees. Like, yeah, no, I, it's, we'll talk more about it, but seeing the, the public outrage about Gerwig, not, not getting in director, you can totally be mad about that. That's, you know, totally a, an opinion thing, but, but it's not a shock. You know, that's something we've seen. I, I did predict her, so I was wrong. But it, we all talked about that as a very real possibility. Like, that's not a shock for her to be missing there. So um, so things like that, they're more shocking to people who aren't as in it as we are. Um, yeah, just interesting to see that play out. All right, Sarah Clements, how about you? I have not spoken to you not once today about these. What did you think? Um, yeah, I agree with um, Howitt and Nadia. Like, it wasn't very surprising judging from, um, you know, your guys' predictions. But at the same time, I still, like, when Annette Bedding got nominated, I was like, am I hallucinating? Or, like, when they <laughs> left out... When they left out Spider-Man and score, I was like, what the fuck? Even though everyone here was saying Indiana Jones, I was like, I refuse to believe. But, you know, it's sort of like, yes, I know this might be coming. But at the same time, I like don't 
want to believe it. So it really wasn't surprising. But at the same time, I was still mad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally understandable. I get that. I mean, I definitely wrestled with a few predictions myself where and Cody can testify to this because on our long drives over at Sundance, we were constantly going back and forth with each other over. I really don't want to do this because I feel like if I do this, I'm manifesting it into existence. (laughs) But there was a lot of that going on. Uh, Speaking of which, Cody, how about you getting up this morning at, what was it, 6.30 a.m., having to uh, watch the nominations? How did it feel for you? Well, I was up at 5.30, so I could be camera ready. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But I think these nominations to kind of just echo everybody else are just totally unsurprising. You know, I kind of wish I froze my predictions about a week ago because I think post-BAFTA and just getting restless, a lot of us started switching some things around and, you know, things like doubting your ghosts or poor things in general and like feeling justifiably high on pain getting in things like that. And I kind of wish we didn't overthink so much because as the predict, as the nominations were rolling in, it was like, Oh yeah. It's the same four movies over and over again with a fifth spot that we kind of predicted. And even the things that to the general public or people who are less, you know, crazy about this stuff than we are might have seemed like surprises, things like, El Conde getting into cinematography um, or Indiana Jones getting into score were not surprises to us. You know, they either we predicted them correctly or we knew it was a very real possibility. You know, I think the biggest surprise outside of something like the documentary and international feature categories kind of going a little nuts out compared to where we thought they would be. I mean, uh, what's it called? To Kill a Tiger? Is that the new movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was my number 15 most likely in the category. <laughs> so um, outside of those, I think the only really shocking thing for me was the creator getting into sound. And, you know, even that is not shocking because it was one of 10 movies that that could have happened to. So overall, I think this is kind of to be expected, but I'm still overall pretty pleased with them. I know there's like, you know, gripes to be had, obviously, and like how it's that I'm not going to say anybody who is mad about Margot Robbie missing for actress or Greta Gerwig missing director, even though they both received nominations for the film Barbie today, just in different categories. I'm not going to say that they shouldn't, you know, have their feelings about that, but I look at the best director category and I look at what it could have been. I think it's actually quite good. Um, You know, I I think based on the Academy we know and don't always love, it's not the best it possibly could be, but I think it's actually pretty, pretty decent of them. All right. And Dan Bear, how about you? I, I'm always kind of bored when it's just the same films or the same nominees from previous ceremonies over and over again. So for the most part during this, the nominations announcement, I was kind of like, oh God, okay, again, again, again. But when it was over, I found a lot of joy with the things that did happen that I was worried wouldn't like Coleman Domingo getting in for lead actor and Jodie Foster. Now the second and third out gay actors playing real gay people to be ever be nominated for an Oscar, which is insane. Third, third and fourth, third and fourth. Oh, third. Stephanie, Stephanie, she last year. Oh yeah. She, she was out. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She was. Oh, great. Good. Okay. So third and fourth. Second and third to be playing real people. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But like either way, still super cool. And then when I step back and like look at 
the actual nominations, I'm I just see like all the bad things and all the things that didn't get in and the things that like, yeah, that was a nice surprise, but also is it really worth it? And things like that. And I also I often tend to measure the year by like what percentage of nominations were taken up by the films nominated for Best Picture. And it was, like, really high this year. Now, could you imagine if Dune Part 2 had actually stuck to its release date? I That would have made things very interesting and very, very interesting in, like, the lead-up to nominations and a very boring nomination morning. <laughs> Right, Most, instead of four yeah. movies getting every category, it'd be five. Yeah, like we if if that happens, then then we w- don't have something like we probably don't have Mission Impossible finally getting Oscar nominations in that right. case. You know, like which I I I will take that, even though um, I don't think this particular movie is the one most worthy of Oscar nominations in those categories in that series. But they're they're fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like to say for my opening thoughts that there are so many great movies released every single year and not all of them can be nominated for Academy Awards. So with that said, I would like to give a shout out to the following films that received zero Oscar nominations today, but they are forever in our hearts as some of the best of 2023. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All of us strangers. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Mm. <laughs> Asteroid City. Beyond Utopia. Matt, don't do this to me. Oh, <laughs> please, please stop. <laughs> Ferrari. This is like an in, in memoriam. I mean, that one is fine, <laughs> but like. The Iron Claw. We need Sarah McLaughlin or something. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick Chapter 4. Some of us were still holding on. Oh my God. The Killer, Origin, Passages, Priscilla, Saltburn, The Taste of Things, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, Still, a Michael J. Fox movie, and yes, even Wonka. Some of us predicted Wonka might get a nomination or two here or there. These were all films that, across many predictions I saw online, People thought these could get in somewhere, maybe. Uh, In the end, they did not. And I just want to say, for the record, and everyone should always keep this in mind, just because you don't receive a single Oscar nomination does not make you lesser. Films still, you know, thrive and have a life of their own beyond their theatrical release, even without these awards. And yes, I will admit, awards definitely help. It definitely helps uh, films to be discovered by new generations, especially if they're using the Oscars as a blueprint to discover older movies. But I do think that quality rises to the top and some of these will continue to live on regardless. So wanted to first start off with that. And I want to 
head on over first to the shorts. Uh, and Daniel Howitt, I want to pass it over to you here because I got to give you a lot of credit. Uh, when we had you on for the predictions episode, you actually, I think, helped a lot of us with so many of these. Now, granted, some of them, I think, did still come out of nowhere. But choices like The After in live action short or The Barber of Little Rock in documentary short or Our Uniform for animated short, like these were films that were brought up in conversation that I think helped a lot of us in our predictions here. Um, so just looking at the three shorts categories, I'm going to go through all three of them. And then how would, if you want to lend any uh, perspective here, we'll start off with those best animated short film. We have letter to a pig, 95 senses, our uniform, Pac Pac Derm. Am I saying that Pac-a-derm. right? Pac-a-derm. Pac-a-derm. Okay. Yeah, like uh, War is over inspired by the music of John and Yoko. And best documentary short film, we have the ABCs of book banning, The Barber of Little Rock, Island in Between, The Last Repair Shop, and Nai Nai and Waipo. And then for live action short, The After, Invincible, Night of Fortune, Red, White, and Blue, and The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Yeah, the the only one that I'm like really surprised didn't get a nomination is uh, is Humo or Smoke. That I really thought could win in animated short. It's a like devastating uh, Holocaust uh, animated short from the perspective of a kid. And uh, yeah, I really thought that was going to win, um, could possibly win the whole thing. So surprised it missed. But otherwise, yeah, these are pretty close to uh, my predictions. I think I got most of these correct here. Um, I'm excited. You know, uh, I wrote this in my piece that went up last week, but, um, you know, when, when Napoleon Dynamite premiered in 2004, I would have bet every dollar that I had that Jared Hess would be an Oscar nominee. And, you know, dreams do come true. So <laughs> here, here, here he is along with his wife, uh, Jerusha. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited that they could, they could probably win. I'm, I'm betting on them winning. So, uh, yeah. And also too, congratulations to, uh, Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wes Anderson on, I mean, what we think is probably going to be his Oscar win for the wonderful, wonderful story of Henry sugar. I'm still having a hard time kind of wrapping my mind around, Wes Anderson being an Oscar winner through a short. Yeah. It doesn't feel right, but also at the same time for such a quirky, idiosyncratic uh, filmmaker with such a, uh, you know, distinct style. I mean, I guess no matter what format that gets placed in, whether it's an animation, documentary, or in shorts, it's something that, you know, I, I think would eventually translate somewhere with the Academy and, by all estimation, it looks like that's what's going to happen here, unless if, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, there's still time, and this is not a winner's predictions episode by any means, but that was obviously the big standout, I think, considering um, his his star level power. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I, I, I'm going to dig in and see how many people have won live action short after having been nominated for Best Director. You know, it, it's happened plenty of times the other way around. But uh, how many people go back to shorts after having been nominated uh, in in some of the feature categories? Right. So, uh, yeah, could be could be his year for sure. And a lot of people did a lot of really great work online by sharing where these films can already be streamed and watched. So I was very happy to see that a lot of these are actually readily available. 
Yeah, yeah, and and something like Nine Nine and Waipo uh, is going to be on Disney Plus soon. I don't know if they've announced the date, but it's it's going to be soon that it's on Disney, and it is just a joy. It is so so fun and heartwarming. So when that drops, definitely make sure you check it out. It's great. Well, speaking of that movie, I did want to give a quick shout out to the director Sean Wong, who is now an Oscar nominee and is currently in the middle of his feature film debut, debuting here at Sundance called DD. So he's having mm. quite the week. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Is Have you seen it? I haven't ever seen it. I'm planning to see it soon. It's awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. I'm hoping to catch it before the end of the week here, uh, now that I'm back home. It's one of the online titles this year, but I've heard excellent things about it. All right, let's move over to best visual effects. We have The Creator, Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, which is what I'm going to refer to it as on this uh, podcast, because now apparently the part one is gone, and Napoleon. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our reactions to the 2024 Oscar nominations. If you want to get the over two hour long full length podcast recording, you will have to head on over to Next Best Pictures Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you'll get the rest of this episode and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.